Hi, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are Beth and Katie, founders of Pre-PA Clinic, and we are so happy you are here. We help pre-PAs start their dream career by showing them how to create their most competitive app and have their strongest interviews so they can get accepted to PA school. Before we get started on today's episode, we want to shout out to all the reapplicants and pre-PAs who are really feeling overwhelmed with the PA school application process and who don't want to waste another cycle waiting for interviews or to land a seat. We have a private coaching package where we will personally walk you step-by-step to creating your most competitive application and having your strongest interview so that you can finally get accepted to PA school. This package includes it all from program matching, access to all of our courses, building your strongest CASPA application, personal statement editing, mock interviews, and so much more. Basically everything you need is a pre-PA rolled into one package to make you the most attractive competitive candidate so you can get accepted into PA school. Learn more in the show notes. Now on to today's episode. So today we're going to talk about the clinical year and the number one mistake we see students do in the clinical year. Listen, if you've made it to your clinical year, then you need to celebrate because you have earned the right to wear that white coat and be in clinics. Didactic year is so tough with tests all the time and OSCEs and practicals. It seems like you never have a minute to breathe. We have students come up and tell us all the time, we've got seven tests this week, or we have seven graded items, we've got five, you know, we've got 10 midterms, et cetera, coming up. And it really, really never stops. So you are in the fire hose, being drowned your entire didactic year. So clinical year is really, really exciting because this is what you really came to PA school for, right? You came to PA school to meet patients and to talk to them and to diagnose and to treat and to look at x-rays and to do all these things on real people. And it's so exciting in your clinical year. But we do see clinical students making this big mistake all the time. Okay, so usually we test you in the didactic year to see how well we think you're gonna do on your boards to see where your knowledge is. And then we test you again in your clinical year. So we test you twice to see where your knowledge is. The goal of it is after didactic year, you should be at a certain level and then you should get even higher in clinical year. Because your didactic year is really where you learn the meat and potatoes, right? You learn all the medicines, you learn all the testing, you learn the diagnosis, et cetera, but you haven't really applied it yet. You really learn the the science part of medicine and it's clinical year where you learn the art part of medicine, right? And so we hope that, hey, you take all this knowledge you have and now you put it to use. You see how to really use it in the real world and you get even better at medicine. But actually what happens in a lot of students is their testing scores actually go down in clinical year. This is really concerning, right? Because you can't be a PA unless you pass your boards. And if your test scores are going down, then that's never a good thing, right? And the reason for this is because when you're in your clinical year, it feels kind of like a job, right? So you get up, you go to work at a certain time, you come home at a certain time, and you don't really have a test except for once every month or once every six weeks when you come back at the end of your rotation before you start on a new one. So you go from a didactic year where you have tests all the time and OSCEs and practicals and all these things and people standing over your shoulder and making sure you need to do this, that, and that to clinical year where you're in the clinic. And it's a lot of fun. And you go home at night and you treat it like a job. So you go home, you relax, maybe watch some TV, catch up with friends, etc. But you have to remember that you're still in school and you're still learning. The number one mistake we see with our clinical students is they don't study. 
right? Because there's, there's no test except for once every rotation, at the very end of the rotation where they have testing. So they have weeks go by where they're not really studying because they don't feel the pressure, right? A lot of people want to do things at the last minute. If they don't have a test to study for for three or four weeks, they're really not going to. So they treat it more like a job because that's what it feels like to them. They go to work, they do their job, they come home, they can relax. But you're still a student, even when you're a clinical student. So guys, you still need to be studying, right? You need to be reviewing things. Because even if you don't see it in clinic, it could still show up on the test, right? A pheochromocytoma, for example, is super uncommon diagnosis that we rarely see, but it shows up on the tests and on the boards all the time, right? Those can't miss diagnoses, cauda equina. Just because you didn't see cauda equina in your ER rotation doesn't mean you're not going to get tested on it. So this is really, really important. And we know in clinics, things are a little bit different, right? You don't always have to know all the mechanism action. You can look up some of the physiology if you've forgotten. But again, when it comes to testing, you can't do that. So please don't treat it so much like a job. Yes, have fun and yes, learn so much. But make sure you're still studying at night when you go home. Obviously, it won't be the same because maybe you're working shift work and you're working 12, 14 hour shifts or maybe working weekends and holidays, so your schedule is going to be different, but you need to still make some time for studying because we don't want you to be one of those students whose testing scores go down, and now all of a sudden we're really worried after graduation that you might not pass your boards, and then you can't get out there, and you can't pay back your student loans, and you can't become a PA and get a license and get a great job, etc. So we know it's hard, but we see students do it every single year. You want your testing scores to go up. You want to learn more and more and more medicine, and you really want to solidify how to actually practice in the clinical year as well, but you cannot lose that didactic knowledge because it's still so new to you that if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So ask questions, write things down, look things up when you get home, and just make sure you follow that pants blueprint as well to make sure you are studying the right things and not missing anything. Have fun in your clinical year. It is the most amazing experience ever, but just don't forget to do what you need to do in order to finish your career and become a PAC. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off. We are so happy to connect with you and share our passion of the PA profession. Don't forget to go to the show notes and join our super fun Pacers membership so you can start making your CASPA application more competitive today with virtual shadowing hours, coaching sessions with us, and so much more. Also in the show notes, we have a free download, an Excel PA school record keeper that mimics CASPA format, meaning you keep all of your shadowing hours, patient care experiences, volunteer information, awards you have received, leadership roles, and the loads of other information you need to apply to PA school in one place. So you can copy paste into CASPA when you go to apply. Get it in the show notes. Have a great day and we will see you at the next episode. Keep up the awesome work.